6.13 on a Monday morning, uh, currently 38 degrees downtown Duluth at the Mix Money Studios. And Ian, you uh, went on an adventure. You've been uh, just traveling around the region here lately I feel like a lot. I have. And yeah. not on purpose. These things just happen. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> so my oldest had a dance national competition down in Rochester. Okay. So I'm like, all right, let's round up the ginger twins, go on a little road trip. <laughs> okay. And so I'm I'm a man of uh, structure, you know, for it, the kids' sake, anyway, okay. right? And, uh, oh, man, Saturday night was wild because I had to let them stay up way past their bedtime because Zoe performed. She, so she was in two different dance categories. Mm-hmm. She was in hip-hop, and then I think the other's, like, kicks or... You know, they do the high kicks and they do okay. a dance number. Whatever. You're asking someone who has no idea. Yeah, you're so. very familiar yeah. with the dance world. <laughs> I remember your days as a Lakers cheerleader. Yeah, thanks. And I don't know why I was thinking Paul Abdul. <laughs> and so she performed at 9.30 and like 10.15 at night. Not in the morning. Wow. At night. Yeah, so that was wild trying to keep a five-year-old up so he's not like falling asleep in the stands. Uh-huh. But uh, we got him a coloring book, so he was able nice. to do so. Okay. Uh, Zoe ended up playing fo- placing fourth okay. in uh, the kicks category. She didn't place in hip-hop. But it was just a lot of fun to see all these different groups from all over. There was even a couple teams from Nebraska, which Jeez. I thought was crazy coming So how big of an area was this competition covering? I, I mean, it took an entire uh, civic center. Uh, how... How far were people traveling from? You mentioned gotcha, Nebraska. Gotcha, gotcha. So was it like the that was the furthest? Ne- Nebraska was the furthest. Okay. Otherwise, it was all these towns. For either, there was a few Michigan, but uh, Minnesota, Iowa, okay. this North Dakota, South Dakota, this sure. region. Okay. And then Nebraska. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's a big area, though. It was a big area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A lot of teams, a lot of fun. And I stumbled across the best Philly cheesesteak sandwich I've had in my life so far. Wow. That says a lot. Listen, I've been on this journey since the day I knew how good food was. <laughs> and I just knew there's some about a Philly that I just need to find. And there's been places in my left. And I'm like, I, you know, this isn't too bad. I'm going to keep eating this. But this, I would go back to Rochester just for this. Would place. you drive all the way there just for that? I mean. Maybe. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, wow. I might. I might. Wow. I've been thinking about it ever since I had it. Wow. Well, you I'm, like, I'm going to go back. You sent me a picture and it looked really good. It was so good. I got two types of cheese. This, this is how good this was, okay? Okay. So uh, eight, my eight-year-old daughter didn't want to try it. And then she's like, okay, I'm getting hungry. I'll try it. And she took a bite. She's like, oh, this is really good. And she ended up eating almost an, an entire half of my sandwich. I had to get another one, but mm-hmm. it's fine. And I didn't tell her <laughs> everything that was on it because I knew if I told her that it had bell peppers, onions, and mushrooms, she wasn't going to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, she ate the whole thing. Oh, that was so good. I'm like, okay, good. I can't wait to tell you what was on it. She goes, what? Ah. (laughs) So, and you you couldn't even, I mean, everything just blended all together. My mouth is watering just thinking about it, and I'm I'm ready to go. I had both two. There was, um, I think it was provolone, and then like their melty cheese sauce, and I'm like, let's get both. It was so worth it. Says the guy. <laughs> Who can't eat cheese? I know. <laughs> oh, man. It was an exciting week. A long drive back, but yeah. it was an exciting weekend. Nice. Mm-hmm. Way more adventurous than me. I did laundry this weekend hey. and, like, just stuff around home. Okay. Got some groceries. You know, just, you just catching up on stuff. So you you lived and I, lived. I got stuff done. I lived! <laughs> and I got my hot tub fixed in, too. So that was good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't done a hot tub in a long time. I'm oh, jealous. I know. You should have came with. Well, thanks for the invite, You, you would have blended right in with the family. I know. Just keep a hat on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Next time. Next time. All right.
Music on the way for you here from, uh, let's see here, Post Malone on the way on Mixing Away. Good morning. 631, currently 38 degrees, and I'm trying to decide if I should feel robbed or not because this was not part of my childhood, but apparently it's a very common thing, and because it was a thing in a lot of people's childhood, it's now returning as a trendy food now. A snack item known as crackers, like saltine crackers with butter. I mean, it's very simple. Oh, very simple. And I didn't even know that other people didn't know about this. <laughs> it was not a thing for me. Were you also aware of tomato and mayo sandwiches? I'm not a tomato guy. Like, I like tomatoes I mean, I, and stuff. But, but apparently, it's it was a thing for my no. family in Georgia where my grandma would just whip up some Duke's mayo and some tomato and two slices of white bread. Mm. Yeah. But that's a thing. No, butter on saltine crackers. I don't know. My mom, like, loved them growing up. And then she introduced them to me. And I would always have them, like, with a bowl of soup and a ginger ale. And it was, like, you know, a nice little So you would, you would eat them as a side with, with something? Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't like you just sit down and be like, I'm having crackers and butter. I mean, as a snack sometimes if I didn't want soup. I'm not a big soup guy either. Oh. So. Okay. That's I, I'm, I mostly just add the crackers. But, like, adding butter to a saltine cracker, like... Adds so much more than you think it would. Huh. So the only reason I bring this up is because I saw this story that said it's a trending food item for a lot of people's youth. And I'm like, and you've never had it. Never, never been a thing for me. I feel like I need you to take, I need to take you on a little journey through (laughs) the foods of my youth. Because I, I still introduce some snack foods to my friends and they're like, where has this been all my life? I'm like, I know. know. give Give me an example. Uh, ooh, mm, um, corned beef, cream cheese, and bagels. What? Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And now I'm hungry. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, it's okay. I'm no, so of this, this doesn't seem like it's that weird when you think about it, but there's so my cousin was big on, he would just want like spaghetti noodles with butter and a little salt and pepper on them. Spaghetti noodles, salt and pepper, and a little butter. And that's it. Yeah, but no noodles. sauce. And I know that's not, that's not an uncommon thing, but like I remember my, my parents being like, "Don't you want something else on there?" Like so, that was a big whatever I think of buttered, just like really basic buttered items. That's something that it's comes to literally mind. Atlas. Every time I cook spaghetti, eh, I want buttered noodles. Like, yeah, no, I like well, I, I know that's a fairly common thing, but I would I don't know. I like sauce on my on my noodles. You you look like a saucy guy. Hey, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm trying to think of anything like that that as a kid I had that. I, there isn't really anything that comes to mind. That was that was a big thing for me growing up. So my mom does a lot of baking, like okay. cookies and bars and stuff like that. There's always something around that she has made. Yeah. And I remember at one point in time, my, um, I forget if it was me or one of my siblings made a comment because we'd go down to the neighbor's house and we they'd have Oreos or like Chips Ahoy cookies or something like that. And they'd be like, Oh man, we get well. We get as stupid like home baked cookies, and they're like, "Uh, what? <laughs> what?" There was this place I used to. My dad used to work at, and so in third grade we had a snack time where you like would bring in your own snack. Right. And every day I would have like a Sobe. Uh, you know they all had these like crazy flavors yeah. and designs, and there's always something on the cap. And then a giant cookie, like bigger than my face. Jeez. For a snack every day. And all the kids are always like, where did you get those? I'm like, my dad. Aw. Now, did were they homemade, the cookies, or was it a... I mean, they were baked in the place that he worked at. Okay, sure. So, okay. All right. You know. That works. 
I can't believe you haven't had buttered crackers. I know. Oh. I apparently I need to do. I have saltines at home because that's 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 what this trend says is that they're just buttered saltine crackers, which is yeah. basically cold toast, more or less. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. And you could also make saltines into croutons too, which are pretty good. Hmm. Never done that before either. Yeah, I, yeah you just like who knew saltines were so versatile? I'm used to just <laughs> like throwing them in soup. Well, you can do a lot more with them, buddy. I guess I'm here so. to help you. According to Google, this buttered saltines were created at a Capital City Club in 1972. Hmm. Classy. Indeed. So. Here I am not knowing a thing about Pinky it. Pinky up, baby. Wow. Pinky up. So I, here's a question, and I'm kind of curious to see if we can get some feedback on this. Yeah. What's, a, what's an interesting or weird or like strangely simple food item that you had as a kid that you or maybe even still eat to this day? You know, another food hack I want to try is that uh, crispy cheese pickle thing on the skillet. You've seen those, right, on TikTok and stuff? Um, you put a slice of cheese down, then you put a pickle, and then it like you like wrap it in like a nice little oh cheesy I'm, tortilla. I missed on that apparently. Eat it. I don't oh. like pickles, but that looks good. Well, what's wrong with you not liking pickles? I mean, there's some pickle. I, it's got to be a certain kind of pickle. I can't just take any old pickle. What, what kind of pickle? I like I like like garlic pickles. Okay, you know, like that's been sitting in like a nice like you know, garlic blend. <laughs> okay, don't judge me over there. I'm not judging. You got you. a judgy face on, sir. You eat whatever specific. I'm not very I picky will. with pickles. I'll eat. Put whatever I want in my mouth, sir. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. So there we go. Apparently, this is a thing I did not know of. But if you remember this as a kid, or maybe you forgot about, it, you're like, oh yeah, I remember having that. Apparently, it's a trending thing now. Like yep. this is a thing that. Multiple people online are going, yeah, this is now a thing again. I'm here for it. Okay. Well, now I know, and I missed out, and I'm going to have to make it a thing for myself. I know. Uh, so, Ian, we're in a little while going to share uh, how much snow they actually got in Wisconsin because they got actually measur- got snow? measurable snow no! this weekend. And some people listening know this. Others do not. We'll share how much they got over the weekend. Uh, coming up in a little while here on Mix and Wait. So you were out of town over the weekend. I so sure you, was. you didn't realize this was a thing, but uh, some parts of Northland got snow, and oh. some places got a, quite a bit of snow. No, <laughs> for the weekend. Um, yeah, happy was, late April. Yay! Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I was actually going through snow totals. I didn't, did I tell you any of the amounts of snow that anybody got? No. Oh, so you're going to be in for a shock for oh, some of these. No. So places in the Minnesota Arrowhead got uh, some places an inch or two. Um, the, okay. the the biggest amount of snow on the Minnesota side of the border was actually uh, 3.2 inches, which is up in the Seagull Lake area up in the Boundary Waters, right just south of the Canadian border. Hard pass. Um, other places got inch or two uh, across the Minnesota Arrowhead. Um, like one place inland from Grand Marais got almost three inches. Uh, Wisconsin side of the border, on the other hand, the top snowfall total, 10 Point five no. inches of snow over the weekend. Oh, they did not get over ten <laughs> inches of snow. Late yeah. April, they got over ten inches. Yes, uh, oh, Guile, no. Wisconsin, right across, right on the Wisconsin side of the border uh, from Michigan. They oh. they got just a couple inches short of a foot of Brutal. snow this weekend. Um, other places, Ironwood, Michigan, got eight and a half. Um, uh, Mellon got eight point two. Woodruff eight. Um, oh. Eagle River, which is a quite a ways away, got seven and a half inches of, of snow. Um, yeah, closer to the immediate Twin Ports area, um, like Ulu. You know where that is? You looked at me funny. Yeah, because I thought for 
thought you were about to say, ooh. And I'm like, oh, no, Nick. That's not you. <laughs> no. They got four inches of snow. Um, Hawthorne, 2.3. So less closer to the Twin Ports area. I would have been so upset if I got home and there was like snow. I can't imagine what these people are thinking. Well, and there were some pictures that were circling around. One of the ones, the most iconic one that I saw, and I, I, I've seen it shared a bunch of places, is downtown Ironwood, uh, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Just, it looks like it's December. Oh, rough city population <laughs> so, them, I tell you what. But the good news is there is a change in the forecast. We're going to see a windy day today, um, but things will start warming up some across the Northland. Not quite as much. I was looking at the forecast for like down toward the Twin Cities. It's going to be in the 70s by the end of the week down there. Ooh. 50s in the Twin Ports area for this week as, a, as the, the height of the, the heat, maybe 60. Um, but more spring-like for springtime, yes. being it is May now officially. He needs it. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, nearly a foot in one spot. No. No, Ian says. No, no, no. So hopefully, hopefully that's it. And I did see one of the guys that works for the Duluth office of the National Weather Service, and some people came at him. He tweeted a message saying, hopefully that snow shifts down toward Duluth a little bit. And people were like, what? I'm going to go fight him right now. I'm taking off the headphones. Give me the address. Oh, Ian, calm down. Take a breath. It's okay. Um, yeah, he, it was just kind of a like add on to the snow record type of a joke type of a thing. It was pretty funny. We don't need anymore. We got no. the record. I think we're, we're good. Now. We did get the record. Oh, I'm going to fire it up on a Monday. Oh, happy Monday, Ian. Oh, thanks. But like I said, with, with the whole week of warmer weather, I mean, not like 70s in the Twin Ports area, but like 50s, maybe 60. All right. Hopefully that's it. a sign that maybe things are going to start changing or that we did have 70s, you know, a few weeks ago and then we got snow. So bring it back. Northland. Not the that's, snow. Where we, that's where we live. The 70s. Yeah, the 70s. All right, well, we'll see. It's all groovy, man. We'll see. Uh, coming up next, we will give a more detailed check on your forecast. Also, Ian's toolbox is yes. on the way coming up here in Mixedonia. Good morning. Tool. We, we got there. We got there. So there was a restaurant in Maine that got this giant shipment that they were thinking was a shipment of mugs that they ordered. Okay. They opened it up, and it was 31 pounds of drugs. What? With an estimated street value of $3 million. Uh, Could you imagine, like, thinking, oh, hey, our mugs arrived. Like, I can't wait to see them. I'm like, oh, this, this is not mugs. <laughs> so how does that, ha like, how does that happen? So the they checked the label. They okay. obviously call authorities right away. Right. They checked the label, and they had the right address, but it had someone's name on it that didn't even work at the restaurant. Okay. So, of course... An hour later, this man walked in like, hey, I think uh, a box of mine got accidentally shipped here. Yeah, he was arrested. <laughs> Three million dollars worth of drugs. And I just like, <laughs> I wish I was a fly on the wall for the conversation of like the restaurant's manager calling authorities. I swear, officers, we ordered mugs, not drugs. Uh, yeah, mugs, not drugs. It's good. Good slogan. I like that one. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Moving on, a Philadelphia man was arrested after going on a naked run throughout uh, the city. He, he was literally being chased by police officers completely in the nude. It doesn't say why he was naked. Okay. He uh, tried to get away by jumping in a nearby canal. When huh. the canal's current started sweeping him away, he was then rescued by 
not only officers, but the rescue team as well. So needless to say, he did not get away, and he almost drowned in the process. Well, then. And then we are ending our toolbox on a viral TikTok about a Burger King kitchen that caught on fire. Oh, no. Yeah, so a girl caught on fire, and a customer that was in the Burger King at the time decided to take a video, and uh, there was one employee grabbed the fire extinguisher thinking that they were going to put the fire out, but instead they ran away from the fire and then just, like, ran out of, like, the shot of the phone. So just, like, so ran from the scene. Grab the, the fire extinguisher and, and take ran. off. Yeah. I... <laughs> And then there was another person uh, that was in the kitchen grabbing all, like, the shelves and the vents from the oven, and then the fire was, like, getting bigger. Hmm. And apparently there was a lot of people, like, chimed in on TikTok. And the first thing you do if a fire ever happens is you need to turn off the valves first and don't open up anything. Keep it closed. Sure. So uh, they definitely did not... Do the right steps, then they need to retake their fire safety training. Uh, yeah, no kidding. But talk about flame grilled burgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a funny guy I over know, there. I know, I try. I oh try. boy. That's gonna do it from a toolbox now. All right, well, thank you. That was that was something. 38 degrees right now on a Monday morning. And uh, Ian, are you someone who deals with any kind of road rage at all? Are you willing to admit whether you are or not, I guess. Yeah, maybe. sometimes it okay. just comes over me and I get mad. I feel like for the stupidest reasons. And then, what? Well, so, I don't know if I want to admit this. <laughs> Continue with your story. So, I'll think about if I want to say it or okay, not. Okay, fair enough. So there's a, there's a common practice for people that are being tailgated by other people uh, referred to as a, a number of different things. One of them is brake checking. So in other words, you hit the brakes a little bit to get the person behind you to back off. Mm-hmm. I sense based on the look on your face that you deal with this sometimes. Sometimes. I don't like it. Okay. I don't, I don't, like- I don't ride people's butts though. I hate when people ride mine. Right. That's what I, I don't brake check them, but I don't, I get very uncomfortable. Well, it's, it's a very, it's an unsafe thing to do. Yeah. First off, it's, and it's like, why rude. aren't you passing me? Right. And what what are you what are you trying to accomplish? Exactly. So there, <laughs> there was a um, a post. It's kind of a funny post, but it was actually posted by um, the Grand Forks, North Dakota Police Department, so right across the border. Okay. Uh, the, on the other side of the state, um, they they kind of had a little fun with this, Ooh. but they they explained why it's dangerous. And what they did is they painted a picture as though it was like vehicle dating. Oh, so I'll read it for you here. Please do. Um, the the post reads: the courting of two vehicles is a dangerous thing. One traveling too close, trying to kiss the bumper of the other. The the other ruffling the feathers of the tailing vehicle by slamming on the brakes for fun, for love. Oh, maybe things are going too fast. They go on to say, what can go wrong in this relationship? Well, major damage to both vehicles. People can be seriously injured or killed. And the date with a judge to discuss the situation could be lined up. Um, so they also go on to say your insurance may um, have a say as well. Uh, for all parties involved in the relationship, remember these tips. Give space to the other uh, to breathe and to be themselves. Don't ruffle the other's feathers by slamming on the brakes. Find mutual ground to let things be in harmony. And uh, then they go on to say, stay tuned for more vehicle dating advice. Oh. Um, but this is a situation I see. that You see it way more than you should. And it's kind of frustrating, yeah. especially on um, 
I've seen this happen on freeways too, where it's two lanes going the same direction. There's nobody stopping the person from just going by you. Yes. And they come up right behind you and they sit behind you for a little bit like, hi. I don't get it. I'm going to menace you for a little bit and then I'm going to fly by you. I want to like fart in their general direction, but then I realized I'm the one trapped inside my car. So I'm smelling it, not them. Yeah. Then you're just doing that to yourself. Exactly. Um, But everyone loves their own brand. So I'm okay with it. (laughs) What What is happening right now? Okay. Uh, How about that? So yeah, basically it's kind of a fun way of just saying, don't do this people because it, uh, it, it can be dangerous, but also that, there's uh, some additional information. There's a story on our website that includes this Facebook post from the Grand Forks Police Department, but goes on to talk about how it's dangerous to, to brake yes. check someone because you could set off a chain reaction depending on how many vehicles on the road of a potentially a car crash of people reacting to brakes being hit. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's a bad situation. So if you're someone who's being tailgated, fight that urge is, is the first piece of advice. But also then the other thing is don't be that person that's doing the tailgating. Don't do a trust fall on the freeway. No, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. So I don't know. I did you decide are you going to share your little road no, rage I'm not going thing? To. I'm not going to. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep that little gift to myself. Okay, fair enough. Because it makes me happy every time I do it. Wow. Wow. So it's an activity you do. I do. I don't do it often, but when I get upset, it makes me feel better. It makes me feel better. I feel like it's something dangerous. It's not dangerous. Okay. All right. There's just some things. That you can't read about me. I'm not always an open book, Nick. This chapter's <laughs> hidden. <laughs> How do we unlock this it. chapter? Well, play your cards. Do right. I turn we'll the microphones off? Is that what is that what it takes? I mean, maybe. Okay, we'll find out. Uh, so yeah, it did good advice, especially as we get into a season where we're going to be doing more driving. You know, people are going on road trips and and things like that. Um, don't don't be that person, and especially more than anything else in road construction zones. It seems oh. like that's a place where people like lose their minds. Yep. And I mean, we've been dealing with it along I-35 in Duluth for a while now, and it'll continue to deal with that. But people, you know, going crazy in there. It's like that, that you could, you're only supposed to go so fast. Listen, there's one lane. I see this bumper sticker all the time, and I'm going to quote it. Okay. Be groovy or leave, man. Wow. And that's the best advice I can give you right now. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's deep. Thank you. That's very nice, Ian. Big fan. Cool. Coming up here soon, Ian's got a conundrum related to somebody's mother-in-law. We'll talk about that situation coming up here in Mixed and Good morning. 736, 38 degrees downtown Duluth at the Mixed and Studios. And Ian, you've got a, uh, a family dynamics question yes. situation. Yes, love to get your take on this. Okay. So a man went to Reddit because he is still in the doghouse for this one. So we Ooh. wanted an outside opinion. Okay. So he started off by saying, my mother-in-law is not a bad person at all. She can't. <laughs> I, f- I feel like that's something that, like, anybody that's in a situation with, with, with uh, like, in-laws, yeah. they're not a bad person, right. but, and then, and then comes the I just want to start butt. this by saying, yeah. not a bad person. Okay. However, she can be difficult at times. Okay. And he even went on to state that his wife has learned to process these things with grace, which he is very appreciated of, and he's still learning, and he hopes to get there one day. Okay. So she apparently does this thing where she gets like a fake whiny tone and goes, well, I guess I'm not welcome here. I'll go outside. You know, one of those. And I feel like we all know at least one person that's similar to that. And you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
So they got their first house together, and it was their first time hosting a Christmas the, dinner. So the couple did. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so, of course, the mom was over. And, you know, in many ways, every time she does, you know, well, I guess I'm not welcome here. His wife just goes, that's just the way mom is. Oh. You know, she's been like this for years, and that's just what she does. So the husband, was, it's dinner cooking time, so he's in the kitchen. And... um he was cooking for 12 people while okay. his wife played host for all the other family members, sure. you know. And the mother-in-law found every excuse to be in the kitchen and basically park herself in his way as he was trying to roast the goose, make five sides. He asked several times for her to move, like, as nice as he could so he could, like, you know, prep everything, cook everything. And then finally, this exchange happened. Hey, Mom, can you go hang in the living room with everyone else? I got this. Which she immediately replied, oh, I get it. I'm not welcome here. <laughs> and I feel like this is where he made his mistake. Uh-oh. But he said, well, yeah, but I figured it'd be rude to say it like that. And probably shouldn't have said that out loud. Yeah. But I also get like, I'm trying to cook five different sides and I'm yeah. trying to prepare the main dish and I'm the only one cooking here and I just need my space. So uh, that's a the cooking thing by itself. That's an interesting situation because I've been visiting friends or family yeah. where whoever's doing the cooking, regardless of whatever the dynamic is, mm -hmm. like you don't want to get in their way. You want to maybe be helpful. Right. But you don't want to be in the way. Or there's some people that worry that somebody's not capable of cooking the meal. Yeah. And that's probably, the, if I had to guess... And that's why she wanted to be in the kitchen. And right. it was her first time not like hosting. So right. I like, I get that. Sure. But I also like, I'm big with my family. Like my kids know when I'm cooking dinner, like that's me time. I right. need myself in the kitchen and need to be focused on the food. Right. Otherwise I'm going to mess something up. But yeah, this guy probably said something he shouldn't have said. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have ended it with that. Like I thought he started off fine by saying, Hey, can you go, you know, like yeah. with everyone? I got this. Right. And I'm sure he was like so upset because again, she went with that tone. Oh, I get it. So, and it's easy for me as an outsider after this whole situation, like in the moment, yeah. it, it would be probably a lot harder to see this in, in uh, you know, a clear situation. But what I would probably do if I, if I were to be in that situation and be able to give myself this advice is have a task for her. Right. Here, please take care of this. But, but I also think, because I've been in this situation before, and I think it's not like this exact same, but I feel like he wanted to, like, do this himself. Like, hey, it's Oof. our first time hosting. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and I get it. And he thought everything was all good until this week his wife told him that she's still upset with him mm. about that. And it's been over five months now. Oh, well, four boy. months, I guess, give or take. Ugh. Yeah. So now that's why he came to Reddit and be like, ah, uh, am I like the bad guy here? Well, uh, it's. I think it's a hard situation. His handling was not great. No. But again, so it's one of those things, and I'm not trying to say it's the same, but it's kind of like if you've got a, and this sounds bad, and I admit this, but it's not how I mean it. It's kind of like if you have a kid that's trying to be helpful with something, you give them a, a task that is not super important, but it makes them feel like they're valued. Right. In in a different way, I'm not trying to say that this this woman, this mother-in-law is, is, is a kid. Well, um, no, 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 I but get like, it. You want to maybe prove I got this, whatever. You're trying to set a tone for the fact, but maybe, maybe there's something that you because if she clearly wants to be involved in this in this cooking situation, yeah. maybe say, okay, here, put the carrots on the plate. 
or right. you know for the veggie plate well, or the whatever. Dude was making five sides. She could yeah. at least help with one of them. Yeah. So I mean, uh, allowing her and giving, and that way she's less apt to just be in the way. And yeah. I know I I, I, I that, that saying this, I feel like I'm being condescending. I and I'm not trying to do that, but like that way she's out of the way. She feels like she's involved, and you're not telling her to go take a right. hike because that that's not a good look either. Right. I know one person commented, she's mad. She's just mad because you took her superpower away. Jeez. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Man. Well, hopefully that situation gets resolved. No kidding. I mean, to still be upset five months later. Yeah, there's yeah, there's something going on there. that if, it, if it's being held on to for that long, mm-hmm. it's a little deeper than just, just that. Right. Well, good luck to them. Yes. Wish yes. them the if, best. If there's ever an update, I'll let you know. Okay. Be curious to find out what happens there. Eek. Uh, music ahead for you soon from Ed Sheeran. Glass Animals also on the way here. Mixing away. Good morning. It's dancing it up over there. Oh, you know it, baby. On a Love Monday it. morning. Let's go. 39 degrees right now. 813 on a Monday morning. And Ian, Yo. over the weekend, a couple of Duluthians did something that's never been done before. That's right. Uh, so what's funny is both their names are Corey. Spelled differently, Aww. but uh, there's two people named Corey. They Corey actually in the house. <laughs> what Corey in the house? <laughs> Isn't that a show? Uh, yeah. Um, so both both of these individuals made history by winning gold at the 2023 World Mixed Doubles Curling Championship. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably gonna butcher the last That's names, fine. but Corey Feast and mm-hmm. Corey Dropkin. How um, dare you? Yeah, I know. Um, first time that's ever been happened. This is the first time. A team from the United States has earned a world title in mixed doubles, uh, according to the Olympics official website, um, which is exciting. So Duluth is kind of a curling hotbed. I mean, we had the the men's champions uh, that won gold uh, a couple. That was that was two Olympics ago, two winter Olympics ago. I have no idea, but I'm going to say yes. But, you know, kind of a hotbed. And of course, we've got a a very active a local curling club, and you said you've never been curling before. I was going to say, I have a new item on my bucket list. I want you to take me curling. So I... Uh, <laughs> have you I was, been? I have. Okay. When I was in college, I... Um, Not shocked. I don't know. You started out when I was in college. I'm like, <laughs> yep. All right. This makes sense. This makes so sense. So I uh, was apparently really efficient with my classes. Okay. And so I needed to take random credits just to stay like uh, full time. So there was a streak of years where I took... Um, over the course of those years, I took a, a golf class, an archery class, a bowling class, a curling class, and I think there was one other one. Yeah, I took yoga. See? Yeah. yeah. So I, I one Zumba. semester, I went curling three days a week. Oh. Um, I'm not going to say I'm a pro, but I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, it so looks interesting. It It's one of those sports where um, it's, it's kind of surprising about getting your your footing on yeah. the ice and also like the right form yeah i'm a little be... worried because i'm all hips <laughs> and so you know you never know what's going to happen when i glide so <laughs> well it, it's it's kind of weird figuring out the the form to get low on the ice and like hold the rock and ah, the and the uh i have little john to help me with that get low no nothing that's fine <laughs> i'm sorry i'm in my own head over here <laughs> get low Yes, just like that. I'm going to be um, singing that every time. You should. When I get down, get low, get low to the window. Okay, I'm done. To the walls. We'll, we'll have to rewrite that to fit the actual we terms will. from curling. Yes. Take it. Take the rock to the house. Mm. Yeah, those Rocks. are terms. So, yeah, we should get y'all curling sometime. That'd be Let's do fun. it. Um, but anyway, yeah, so the the uh, these two Corys, 
first time this has ever been done that a, that that a pair of Americans have actually won in this category, that mixed doubles category. So super exciting, and uh, congratulations to them. And and uh, first time it's ever been done for an American to that. do so. Celebrate that. And I know, go like, it's your birthday. No, okay. Um, I I forget that that stuff goes on year round because my mind is in is in springtime mode now. So I think the curling is a winter like sport. Had snow in well, some areas. Shh, I'm okay. forgetting about Sorry. the snow. I'm trying Sorry. to forget about it. Um, it won't let us forget. No, it won't. It's going to be warmer this week. Okay, so Ian, coming up yeah. in just a little bit, we're going to talk about. Uh, uh, there was a study that was done that looked at how kids, in particular, treat. Like Alexa, Siri, okay. like uh, even things like Roombas compared to older people. I almost buy Roombas every time I see them on sale, but I haven't yet. Okay. So I will, we'll get your take on this too then. There was a study that was done that uh, looked at how people of different ages treat these robotic or AI devices. And uh, I'm curious to get your take. We'll talk about that soon here in Mixed and Wake. Good morning. So, Ian, you've got a, probably a little better perspective on this than I do, being you've got some kiddos at home. They love talking to Alexa. So, yeah, when it comes to dealing with technology, it's easy for people to get frustrated if it doesn't do what it wants, what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. So there was a study that was done that looked at how people react to these situations over the course of different ages, particularly younger people. Yeah. Um, but before I give the answer, so do your, have your kids have had situations with Alexa or Siri or just some sort of technology where they get frustrated. Sometimes when they ask for like a certain song and then it doesn't play that song. Okay. But like this weekend was a perfect example. So my parents do this thing where instead of like typing in like a Google search, they like, you know, say, hey, Voice, Siri. Yeah. Like, you know, da, da, da. And so like, I don't know if because I was bored or whatnot in the car, but then I would like mess with her and I would like keep talking as she like she's talking. So then <laughs> Siri messes up everything like, oh, you're searching for this. My mom's like, no. Oh, but no, my kids are very good that even if they get frustrated, they're like, thank you. And then when they ask them like, hey, Alexa, play this, please. Mm-hmm. And so like. So what's interesting is that plays pretty much directly into this study that was done. So people at Duke University did some research that looked at particularly how younger people treat technology. Um, things like Siri, Alexa, you know, yeah. Google or like Roombas, stuff like that. That's pretty prevalent in people's lives. And they found as a whole that kids tend to be the nicest to these technology items. Now, the, the story goes on to say, you know, kids can be, cru- you know, can be cruel. Like they could throw a toy around if they're, you know, having a fit or whatever. Right. And, and so that's kind of the direction they were initially going with this whole thing was looking at that. But they found that overall kids, when it came to smart, like assistants, like Alexa, for example, Siri, or even things like Ruba, the, Ruba, Ruba. Ruba. Is that like a robot Reba? It it is. Oh, I'm Reba. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know why that. uh, Tickled your fancy. I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Uh, So anyway, they found that kids generally were the nicest. They actually would um, say thank you or please way more than adults would. And they also found that um, even if if it wasn't doing what you wanted it to do, they would maybe get frustrated, but they would still be nice to the devices. And which is not always the case when it comes to adults. Not to say they're going to like kick the Roomba. Well, see, but- I'm always nice to these AI things because you never know when AI is going to come and take over the world. So, <laughs> so there's they that. will remember the people that are nice to them. There you go. That's way at to, least hopeful thinking. Way to think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, like like I was sharing off air. One of my favorite memes is uh, <laughs> the whole. Can I share it? Sure. Okay. 
So uh, my wife asks why I carry a gun around the house. Uh, and I answered, Decepticons. I laughed. She laughed. The toaster laughed. I shot the toaster. <laughs> and I'm just like, he gets it. Yeah. Exactly. He gets it. Yes. So, <laughs> Transformers. Robots. Nerd. guys. Nerd. Thank you. Uh, so... It, they found, though, in this study that as kids got older, they were they were less likely to be as nice. Mm. To take, not, not mean, but less likely to be as nice. Um, they weren't as, as gracious. They weren't saying please and thank you as much. Um, and they were more likely to get frustrated or angry with the devices if they didn't do what they were supposed to be doing. I could see that. I think Bella and Atlas are a lot more nicer than Zoe is to really? Alexans. Here. Okay. Yeah. So... If you're looking at how your kids respond to how you respond to a situation where maybe, you know, Alexa isn't doing what you want it to do, do you get, where would you put yourself on that spectrum? I just stop asking her. I'm like, yeah. I'll just figure it out myself. Thanks, okay. Alexa, for yeah. trying, you know. So do you say please and thank you? I do. Interesting. But that's just who I am as a person. Right. So regardless if I'm talking to an AI, I'm still just like, it's like I'm talking to a person. Right. So like when I'm, you know, maybe a song comes out, I'm like, oh, what's this? Hey, Siri, what's this song? And she answers. I'm like, oh, thanks. Thank you. You know, I, most of the time I do say please and thank you, which is kind of interesting because there's, there's no reason to. And frankly, I think it's built in, but I would imagine to code, like yeah. if you think about the technology behind that, to code that in, to ignore that, mm -hmm. because it's listening to every word you say, trying to react to it. Fair. You know. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep with my manners, though. No, that's a, that's a good thing. That's the way Mama I mean, Jojo raised me, so. That's a good thing. Yes. Mama Ian. Oh, Mama Ian. Thank you, Mama Ian. Which, we're going to have her on again tomorrow. Oh, wonderful. It's I can't wait great. to hear More what story, story she gets to tell this time. Yeah. So, just to wrap <sighs> this up. So, they found that four and five-year-olds seem to think that, um, you know, being being nice to a, to an Alexa device or a Roomba or something like that. You know, great idea, you know, being thankful, whatever. But as, as people get older, um, not to say they're going to the beat on the device, but they are more likely to get frustrated or even angry with a yeah. device, um, which I the story that comes to mind for me is you hear this. I don't have one. And I know you've talked about getting one, but don't have one like the Roomba that accidentally finds the the pet waste left behind and goes leaving a mess. Do you have you never heard one of these stories? No. What does it do? So, let, okay, let's say you have a dog at home and the dog makes a mess. Yeah. And the Roomba doesn't know it and just, like, drives through it and goes. Oh, that's just, it. I'm not getting a Roomba now. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. This is a thing. This is very much a thing. And, and multiple people have dealt with this where they just, the Roomba is driving along, vacuuming the floor, and all of a sudden it it smears the dog waste all over the place. Didn't even think of that. I mean, I, I know there have been efforts to try to like fix that where if it sees it it'll go around it or whatever but i've heard stories where yeah it's it's not a good situation dang it so yeah, i don't want it now ian thought about getting a roomba but now is not going to nope, nope. <laughs> i'm glad i could help you for from a, a thank a, you avoiding that. that situation thank you for that i appreciate that yeah all right coming up here in a little while uh lauren our very own midday lauren had a uh, near run-in with a with a scam related uh -oh. to seeing Taylor Swift. We're going to share her her story so you can avoid falling victim to something like this coming up soon here in Mix and Wait. So this is interesting because Lauren's like our little person keeping an eye on scams around the region. She really is. She's the one who's always like, hey, did you hear about this? Be aware of that, which is all good, valuable stuff. Is it because she almost always falls for them? I, I hope not. But she did actually nearly fall victim to a scam over, over a trip she was on uh, down in Texas recently trying to see Taylor Swift. Oh. Uh, so she was in Houston, which is where Taylor was recently. Yep. And said, we gotten up early Sunday 
to try to get some tickets. They were scouring, you know, they were trying to get jump in, in ticket lines to dra- grab some last minute tickets, looking online to see if anybody had any res- resale tickets. And um, so said uh, when scoured resale pages and social media looking for tickets. And after a few hours, um, getting close to showtime, one of her friends, uh, her friend in Texas that she was visiting, got a message from someone saying they had some tickets. Nice person was a scammer oh not nice uh the scammer exactly was a bit smarter than some because some of these scams you can see through pretty easily oh yeah but this one had them going for a little while so the scam uh basically said that the the individual had a pretty normal looking name and and would appear to be a pretty real instagram account with a lot of stuff because sometimes you see a social media account where there's only a couple things and you're like this can't be real right but this account apparently looked pretty real okay so the the scammer the, the the person trying to get them told Lauren's friend that she'd seen her post about asking if anyone had tickets and decided to respond because she had a pair of them. She said she was looking to sell hers because she needed to go to Ohio where her sister had just recently had a baby. So the story seems legit, right? Yeah, I mean, who has a baby in Ohio? <laughs> I get it. Keep going. Okay. Um, so Lauren said this seemed legitimate. So when, you know, basically the concern, the only thing that she thought was a little bit of a trigger, uh, potential questionable thing was trying to you know waiting to the last minute to sell these tickets right but the thing is i know some people will wait until the last minute sometimes because they probably feel like they get the most money for them when people are in a a frenzy so i get it uh anyway so lauren goes on to say at first the scammer seemed pretty real pretty legit um said they showed us what seemed to be legitimate tickets to the concert um not because there had been some that had popped up on social media that looked pretty fake so these look legit from what lauren was saying after an hour, things started to take a turn. However, according to Lauren's story, she said they wanted a payment on Venmo and said that they didn't use PayPal. So out of desperation, they uh, apparently there was an ask to send some money to say that they were, you know, legit. So they weren't scamming them. Right. Okay. So, which is interesting. Reverse psychology. It is. But so, yeah, there was an attempt to send some money to this person, 50 bucks, um, which is just a partial payment, basically, for what these tickets would have been. Um, but... It didn't work out. The Venmo payment got rejected and the scammer said that it was her brother's account and they needed to try a different account. There's the red flags popped That's up for me. Exactly. Yep. That's where things get interesting. So she said, we we did try, her and her friend did, even though it started seeming a little fishy and they got rejected again. So that's at at that point they felt something was up and so there was a continued attempt to get some money out of these two from the scammer. Well, and, and then that brings back a good point. So now you know it's a scam, but then like how far are you willing to see where this scam Where this goes, go? exactly. So Lauren said the scammer then said to use Apple Cash, you know, the mm. Apple Pay um, on the phone to send that to, to take care of it. Um, so apparently there was a picture that was sent as well. She asked the question, why would we need to send a picture if it notifies the recipient about right apple pay so if you know how it works basically it's just like texting money you know it's similar to venmo and that's in that respect so lauren said we texted the number and never heard back the scammer said it was a business phone and they couldn't text from it but then that raises the question but how would you be able to do the apple pay thing so again another weird red flag so at that point, Lauren and her friend knew for certain without a question, this was a scam, but they decided to see how far things would go. Um, apparently they sent a fake receipt for the tickets, which had grammatical errors and typos in it. Um, so again, this person seemed pretty 
legit trying to take advantage of the, the you know pretty determined to take advantage of them so lauren's friend still wanted to believe it was real even though lauren was like no this is fake this is not real at all um she admitted that they were kind of embarrassed about the fact that they went as far into this as they did before realizing it was a scam but basically what lauren was getting at is be aware that there are some people that are that are out there cooking up pretty interesting scams to try to get money out of people and with Taylor planning her shows. For, is it June? She's going to be in Minnesota. I think it's June, isn't it? Yes. Um, and with any big concert or sporting event, you got to be careful about resale tickets because most of them probably are legit, but there are some. That's a lot not, yeah. Yeah. And like you're probably more safe using resale services. Mm-hmm. Like Ticketmaster has one. I know there's like StubHub. There's other services out there that are going to probably be a little more legit than than some of the you know direct from person to person sales so just gotta be careful out there is the is the moral of the story and i'm glad she didn't fall for it same you know in the end didn't end up losing some money or something because when that happens what do you do you're you're just stuck right so be careful out there is the moral of the story and you can actually lauren's got some additional details if you want to read about it on a post on our website and our mobile app ian coming up shortly Got some stuff going on. I do. I got 80 minutes nonstop commercial free hit music fueled by Quick Trip, plus my throwback song of the day. Lots of fun stuff coming up soon right here in Mixing 08.